Camp Chaos. What are we? We're week. Is this a week eight call? Is this week so. eight? I think so. Holy shit. Week eight, guys. I can't believe it. Two months. Can you all unmute yourselves? Let's just like get some chaotic energy in the room right now. Let's just throw it all around. Yes, God. Welcome to Chaos Radio. This is the story of 80 artists from around the world experimenting in collective creation. Over the next eight weeks, we'll be pushing the limits of music, Web3, by creating 21,000 unique art pieces under the shared artist name, Chaos. Join us as we witness this artist grow, fall, rise, and we hope, ultimately, thrive. We're calling our community of makers Camp Chaos. And here at Camp, we believe the most exciting part of this project is the making of it. So come join us backstage with Song Camp, a little family of music and love in Web 3. Climb down into the pit orchestra while we rehearse for our final performance, making art as chaos. Will we be able to let go of our egos enough to truly own this work collectively? Can we survive off the promise of a future NFT drop? Will we harness the power of chaos? Or be consumed by chaos? I'm Yada. And I'm Losa. Let's, Let's find, find out, out together. together. Woo! We made it, y'all. We are in the home stretch of camp, getting ready to release the debut body of work from the headless band known as Chaos. But like we said in the last episode, there's a lot left to do before we're ready for the release day. The big Friday, June 3rd. In today's episode, we'll be covering some of those final pressing items like legal and IP. Making sure we have a legal framework and plan for the Web 3 release and subsequent Web 2 release. And everybody's favorite, marketing and communicating the release and organizing the release day event. And as you know, this story is not just about the creative output of camp. It's about the campers themselves. One of the main goals of the Chaos Radio podcast has been to ensure that we tell the full story of this project so that future Web3 builders can borrow from what worked and what didn't work and learn from our journey. Everyone in camp has been working very hard to bring the Chaos vision to life, and it hasn't always been easy. A lot of people in camp have been thinking about this project since the end of Song Camp's Camp 2, Electra. That's almost a year. It's been top of mind and very consuming, as chaos naturally does in all parts of life. We're not just going to be talking about the structure of this camp. It's time we dive deep into a pretty raw side of camp. Next up is a little segment on the health and wellness of chaos. Well. What's going on? I heard you have some news. Late November and I'm about to be a dad. Late November and I hope I got a dad. I'm happy and I'm sad. Why they treating me like I've been keeping secrets? Pops won't call for whatever reason. Prize to prize and we both get defeated. Sorry and I mean it. You be by my side when I'm bleeding You give me your time if I need it You be done to ride if I listen to lies And I don't say a thing but believe it Sometimes I'm falling down Sometimes I'm falling 
I think one of the things that adds to the intensity of the project and the need to step away is just the amount of just like how much I care about it. That's Fran, guide and leader here in camp, talking with Matt, Will, and Mark Redito. Like the effort that I put in contributes to how successful the project ends up being. You turn off your computer and you're kind of still thinking about things and figuring out like how to do things better and making lists about what you want to do the next day. There are so many things that need to be done um, and that could be overwhelming. Um, also to be responsible for all these different components of camp. Um, but then I also sort of like gives me a little bit of relief that I'm not alone, you know, that I actually have wonderfully talented people around me um, that could potentially help out or even take on that responsibility. In sharing responsibilities, it takes time, and some of these folks on the leadership team have worked together on past projects, but it takes time to build a lasting trust. There's a a level to which this project is us learning to trust each other, still, in a lot of ways. Sometimes learning to trust and hand over uh, responsibilities and share responsibilities and even give up responsibilities is like, Hard, and even in adult life. That growth and trusting of yourself and others is really important because as the project ramps up, like it is now, we're having to share responsibility and tasks with one another a lot more. I, I love the idea of, of really distributing all of these things that we need to do. But then a part of me is like, oh, this is going to be very hard to do, you know. Like, how do we know, you know, if truly this person coming in would deliver you know, and it's uncertain. And and going back to letting go, that is letting go. Well, whatever the result is, will be the result. This speaks to the much more decentralized and emergent style of working that you see in a lot of decentralized autonomous organizations, aka DAOs, and these network-based projects where you can't really just tell someone to do something because you're paying them. Many of us are working for equity together. So we really do have to learn to trust each other and let go of control. What would it look like for me to completely trust and to accept, you know, whatever outcome that is? And that's fucking hard. I feel like it's speaking to my ego of feeling important all the time. You know, it's like, no, dude, you, you don't need to be, you know, you don't need to touch that shit. You know, they know what they're doing. Just hands off. Get off their backs, dude. We're all adults here, you know? Folks on the team mentioned that as you get tired, as people are working on this project for a really long time and the workload starts ramping up, it's actually harder to hand off things to other people. It's a symptom of being tired because it takes effort to delegate and to lean on one another. And this exhaustion, it's so real, which makes sense because this is more than just a normal job, right? It's something we're co-owning together. It's like, yeah, there's like this wave of exhaustion. Um that's like never ending now, especially towards the end of act three to like the rest of act four, where you're like, okay, we got this done, but there's still a lot to continue doing. That's Sarmad. He's on the operations team, as you know, if you've been listening to these episodes. And the operation team, the leadership teams, they have a lot of added pressure. They always do in any project. There was a moment when we were doing a weekly check-in and we realized that everyone is feeling something similar. We were in the midst of week eight, the week that was supposed to be the final week of camp, and people were just tired. I, I mean, I felt pretty overwhelmed being on meetings, and I just felt like my brain was split in so many different sections, and I was having trouble reaching like any kind of like equilibrium. 
I think my, I guess, predominant feeling is that of exhaustion as well. Yeah, I would relate to what they shared, a uh, sense of exhaustion. Today I've just been like completely not uh, able to plug in. At times I feel like I can like tap into clarity and like seeing where, where my focus needs to be and doing the work and da 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 I can tap into that, but over, like globally I feel definitely like not operating optimally. As Act 4 was going into full swing, we all felt pretty tired and overwhelmed. Honestly, part of it was that the release date was approaching super quickly. And Act 4 is rebirth. Giving birth takes a lot of energy. You may remember we had said in a past episode that the last week of May was going to be the release of this project. But what we realized is that that was just not feasible for us to do in a healthy way for multiple teams. So before we announced it publicly, we actually had an internal discussion and decided to bump the release date to June 3rd. It was a really tough decision. There were a lot of factors that went into that, including needing more time to test the systems our devs are developing and our wellness. You know, we have to keep in mind our collective health and sanity as a lot of us hold multiple roles and responsibilities in this camp. And when we had the release date earlier, this exhaustion was much more evident in our interactions and our bodies. Prior to the release day change, I personally opened up to some teammates who also shared the load of a very full plate. And among them was my friend, Will, sharing that he felt identified with my sentiments. So we hopped on a call that turned into a heart to heart in more ways than one. Here's a snippet of that combo. The only way that we can all grow out of this is if we really do allow ourselves to have those hard conversations. But I think in doing that, we all need a a break before that happens. I'm grateful that you want that too. Um, Because like, we are in an experiment. The nature of an experiment with humans is you're putting your body through that experiment. And I I don't know about you, but like my body has been reacting. Like I have like heart issues that are coming up even. Um, I was having heart palpitations last night, like to the point where Yeah. Like, I normally like will will relax for a little bit alone before like going up to bed and like mm-hmm. Ruby wouldn't let me stay alone. Like she was like nervous about working like this on Discord and Zoom at this level of intensity and constancy isn't sustainable. And you do what you got to do for the experience and because you're passionate and to provide for yourself and such. And like climbing Everest probably fucks you up physically, but people still do it and say the experience is worth it. Mm. And like, that's how I feel. I'm not saying it's negative. I'm grateful for the experience and the opportunity to like get out of starving artist mood. But like... I do not want my life to feel like this in the long term. Like I need real life and outside and to like see the people I create with and have meals with them and go on walks with them. We're all feeling the pressure as we enter this final stage of camp. Emotionally, mentally, physically. We got to find a way to do these projects in a healthier way in the future. It makes me, it just just gives me this vision of like, you know, the ability for this, like, you know, core high context people who are like very weight bearing to like 
maybe later in this in this camp, but maybe in camps to come, it's like in more mature networks, you can find those people, you can give them the context and information at the right moment. And like suddenly the weight is like not bared in this central area, but it's spread in this very efficient way. That starts to really feel like a murmuration, like a real dance. And it can be tough to grow that talent of people who can step into those leadership roles. It takes a lot of effort, time, mistakes, communication, and trust. And though it's not always the fastest way to move, in my opinion, it's the more fulfilling option. It's a struggle, but also a beautiful, beautiful blessing we have in this new decentralized way of working. I heard this from Metacartel, which is you know, one of the earlier DAOs. And that's one of their mottos. You know, if you want to go fast, do it alone. If you want to go further, do it together, which I think is, is, is so such a wonderful uh, quote, especially for projects here in Web3. So maybe we didn't have to go as fast as we originally thought. Moving the release date from the end of May to the beginning of June allowed us to let go of some of that pressure. And luckily, this level of pressure is not forever. Because on June 3rd, the headless band Chaos will be releasing the project. We're all going to be able to hopefully take a breather, a little rest. But until then, these conversations, this confiding in one another, and this emotional vulnerability really helps keep us going. Fran sums this up pretty nicely. Together at this point, there's a lot of leaning on each other, confiding in each other. There's a lot of, not venting necessarily, but you know, getting, getting anxieties out, frustrations out. Um, and I really am grateful for that. It's important to lean on one another for support, especially this core team of people who at the end of the day are responsible for making sure this thing actually gets launched. So speaking of launch, what are we aiming towards and how is it gonna go? There's so many unknowns before we release. So that's what we're gonna dive into next. The rollout that we're starting in Web3 with this headless band called Chaos, releasing their debut body of work of 21,000 NFTs. But there's also an opportunity to move into Web2 as well. We've been teasing some music throughout the last few episodes, and as you've heard, these songs are incredible and the artwork Whoa! His body of work needs to be seen beyond Web3, which is why we're working on plans to move into Web2 as well, Spotify, Apple Music, and all the usual traditional music release strategies. So buckle up. Next, we're talking about the release plan. Way of the Dow, we got the culture, we got the sound, we got the vibes built from the ground. Up way of the Dow, it's way of the Dow. Way of the Dow, way of the Dow, we got the culture, we got the sound, we got the vibes built from the ground. Up way of the Dow, it's way of the automatic, systematic. We are chaos, watch and panic. We're off the chain, on the chain. We raise the bar, we raise the standard. Yeah, we shifted the culture. This is way off the Richter. New mindset, new methods, our vision is bigger. Yeah, we're building a new world, block by block They got stop by stop, stop they just stop and watch They wanna muffle our sound, but we are the one and we are the crowd I hope they know by now that the sound of the dial is way too loud
Uh, on 420, I got high with my. We had a bit of a chat, and he was uh, he was going off the same sort of energy. This shit's fucking crazy. It's gonna blow up. Like I'm nervous. I'm super nervous that like we opened the crickets, and he's like, this shit's gonna sell out in less than five minutes. That's Matt talking with the stewards team about the rollout plan, marketing, pricing, etc. And we were talking about um, we were talking about the price of the packs. And I, I, I thought after that call, I kind of want to get some more data from people. Like, how much do you think a pack of four of these NFTs should be? Points. Yeah, that thing's 0.7, piece 11 ETH, 0.77. Yeah, but I think what you have to it's also consider is not everyone has ETH in their wallets. So in my opinion, it needs to be less than the UBI we gave out so that people have the ability to actually mint in this camp. Less ones are mod. I think I'm thinking about like accessibility as well. Um, point twenty five is good. This is the balancing act that we have to do, right? We're starting our own little business, a big feat, and we have to decide what to price this thing that we're selling. We obviously want there to be a strong turnout when we first go live, and we want to compensate everyone fairly, make sure everyone gets money for the time and value that they've put into this project. But we also want people to have the songs and collect these beautiful pockets of gold and have the average person be able to own part of this collection. We have to keep all of these factors in mind along with the market dynamics when thinking of pricing. If we find the right balance, we might sell out on the first day, even though that's a phenomenon that is changing during this bear market season. Here's Mark talking with artist and Chaos Band member Tyler Cordy about selling out and what that might do for this project. If we all sell out, we have a good narrative. Dude, that's huge leverage. That's huge yeah. leverage. And now I feel like we could do whatever the fuck we want. And yeah. everyone and, would just listen to us. Yeah. And that's, I think, that's a great point because that's, that's the original Web2 shit. It's just like once you have the leverage, then like, yeah, you can go walk into the label or walk into Spotify's office and be like, 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 let's figure something cool out. Okay. So say we do that. Say we sell out this NFT project and it's a huge success. We get some media attention and everyone gets paid, which is great. We hope that happens. The next step would be to release it as a traditional music project, right? We have all the amazing artwork. We have all this music. We should put it out on DSPs like Spotify, Apple Music, even the radio, as some people talked about these songs being very pop-oriented. But moving from Web 3 to Web 2 is a tricky thing. We would have to have a legal entity to hold or represent the intellectual property of chaos. So maybe a quick update on that is that uh, Mark is building scenarios um, that holds the IP, that sort of sends all the uh, royalties to charity, or do we pursue a CCO license, Creative Commons, um, which is essentially a public good license? Um, it's definitely proving to be an interesting thing to interact the Web3 space with Web2. That's Mark Rucker, music industry vet and steward of the rollout plan moving forward into Web2. Because like we're saying, it isn't as cut and dry as it would be to just release anything. So it, it would, probably wouldn't happen with the drop. It would probably be after the fact. Um, and so we have a little bit more time to work on it. This is a complex challenge within Camp Chaos, 
We're trying to get this team of 80 creators all working in different capacities to all agree on how their intellectual property will be represented by the group. That's no easy feat. Luckily, we have a strong network of folks who are doing and trying to do similar things. Other groups of artists, decentralized autonomous organizations, or DAO, and entrepreneurs who are trying to push the boundaries as well. One of these people is Jonathan Mann, a longtime supporter of SongCamp. For the past 14 years, he's been creating one song every day. Can you believe it? You might know him as Song A Day Man. I actually learned about him in one of my music classes back in school. He recently released more than 4,000 songs as NFTs and has created a DAO that will legally own the intellectual property of the underlying music as well. So he's done a lot of thinking and research in this space. He also happens to be a friend of SongCamp, a extremely important supporter here. So we reached out for a conversation. Here's Matt giving Jonathan an update of where we are at with these legal matters. It's like, yeah, we're in like an interesting spot now. We want to put an NFT project out and we don't have an entity. People have agreed to thing on like an Airtable form, but we haven't signed anything together. Minimum viable thing is like, okay, we all sign a license that's like basically legally reflects what we've already agreed to. We're putting out this NFT project, we license the IP to that NFT project, and then we agree to the economics we've already agreed to, but in like legalese. But that means that everyone still just owns their IP singularly. And if we want to explore merch, Web2, anything else, the other way to go about it is to now agree to, as you kind of been talking about, collectively own the IP or sign over, everyone sign over the IP to chaos, which would be, from my understanding, a general partnership. To me, it seems like a no-brainer. Like, I, I, to me, I'm like co-op all the things, basically. And, and this seems like a perfect enterprise for a co-op structure because you want everybody to be a co-owner. You want you just want to make every every seven each each person in that seventy person group to be a co-owner in the in the enterprise. This is very similar to what Jonathan is doing with Songadao, and he's received a lot of legal advice on why that's a good approach. However, it does take time to set up a co-op legal structure, and given the timeline we were originally intending for. We're looking for an initial strategy we can run with now and then adapt later as needed. It feels like no matter what like outfit we put on to start, be it a general partnership co-op, just in any way that we, if, we, if we decide to bundle, we need to have a way of governing that, like at least a minimum viable way of governing that. That was the thing that the lawyer was saying to me. I was like, let's just do the light. Let's just agree to what we've already agreed to and not in like try and introduce anything in the last two weeks. His pushback was like, now is the best and easiest time for everyone to agree to like bundle this thing. I mean, what about visual? Like someone in camp created paintings, took high res photos of it, and that's going on our cover artwork. Do we just own the, like, is it the IP that's bundling just the stuff that was used in the cover artwork? Or is like that painting now owned by the chaos network? I sent that question out just to the lawyer to see what they would say. And he was like, my gut would be, yeah, like the painting would be owned by chaos. And I was like, damn, that feels pretty intense. This lawyer that Matt is talking about is named Jeremy Goldman. Hey, Jeremy. How's it going? Hey there. You hear me okay? Yeah. Thanks for coming through. Of course. He's an intellectual property attorney specializing in Web3 projects and communities. For about 15 years, everything from like global brands and big IP holders to DAOs and startups and 
platforms and emerging tech. He actually agreed to hop on a call with the Chaos Network and said we could share some of that conversation with you. For now, whatever it is, there is some organization, even if it's a chaos and it's headless, there's some organization, there's some group of people that is agreeing to go on this journey together and to have the IP held by the community collectively rather than it being held by any individual person. So essentially, given the timeline that we're up against and the scale of the project and its emergent nature, we don't necessarily know what's going to happen after release day. What Jeremy is recommending we do is create a document that we all sign saying that we give our intellectual property to the network itself. And then the network will make decisions based on what we can and can't do with that. So it's pretty flexible. It's not creating a company. It's not creating a co-op. It's an MVP model we can use to run with now and make changes as needed in the future. You all can decide to throw out this document and do something completely different later. But for now, I think the idea is let's centralize the intellectual property, give the, the chaos community the best chance to make something of it going forward. And if things don't work out, then everyone can you know, take their toys and go home. It's one thing in this experiment to be starting it and everyone's excited to be working together and collaborating, making music and art. But then as these legal questions start to pop up, who owns what? Is it the network that owns everything? Are they the individuals still owning their own individual IP? I mean, these are tough questions we're having to answer now and quickly. And Jonathan has a really good point around why taking this path is worth the effort. To me, I think the argument is really simple, actually. To me, it's so much stronger as a project if, if it's simply chaos. If it's simply chaos owns the entire thing. It's so much because individually the songs might do whatever. They might go and do this. They might go and do that. But collectively as a project, that's like the whole thing. That's like that's what gives this project its mojo is this collective effort. And so from a from even a marketing standpoint, right, it's so much stronger if if you're doing a music sync licensing and then rather than it going direct, you know, rather than it being uh, credited to the individual, it's credited to chaos. Like, that's fucking awesome. And uh, you know what I mean? Like, that's rad. So that's the big question, right? Is finding a common denominator where all 80 of us agree on this level of collective ownership. And it's, it's challenging. We're probably going to start it in one way and it's going to shift another way. But that's the whole point of this experiment, right? It's pushing the boundaries and what we've been able to do in the past into traditional ways of making art together. So for this to truly be a headless band of chaos, we have to find a way to move forward together as one. If we want to release in Web 2, chaos has to own the intellectual property, or at least to some extent manage it or administrate it in some way, which is tough because there aren't many examples of this. We're in new territory. Using Web3 tech while bridging into Web2 doesn't really have a clear model or pattern after. This is something that Mark Rucker has been thinking about. It's like just yeah. as much as people are creating, you know, the songs and that stuff, like when you create a business, like there's, there's business models that you follow, right? But when there yeah. isn't a business model, 
you have to create it. It's fucking hard, right? It's so <laughs> but it's, hard. it's supposed to be. That's why nobody's doing it. So like, I, I feel like we should feel very encouraged by all this. The fact that this is difficult is actually a good sign, right? It's proof that we're pushing the boundaries on what's been possible before. The industry has been like a bunch of industry people enabling creative people to not have to take responsibility for their careers in certain capacity. That's Megan Kinney again. In addition to being a vocalist in chaos, she owns her own sync licensing collective. So she's been helping with the rollout of Web2 as well. And, and which then also leads to them being taken advantage of, which means artists don't have any money. And like, because there just generally isn't a recognition of the value of both sides of things. But we came together and we're valuing the infrastructure in a capacity which was reflective, not of your whatever you call yourself, but of the actual time you put in. Because time is our real, the only real value we have. <laughs> Like Kinney said, we're taking on the responsibility of what a traditional music label or publishing company normally would be doing. Releasing this project in a non-traditional way has its challenges. One thing that's driving us forward is an uncontainable excitement for the beauty of the art, the elegance of the code, and the quality of the music. Catch us at our heartbeat call or on our Twitter to see how excited we truly are. Some parts of the release of Chaos are difficult to predict, but one thing that's super exciting is the longevity of this work. Because we're releasing this art as NFTs and creating this podcast, it's going to outlive all of us. And we hope that this project and how we are documenting it can be a blueprint for future projects and artists who are interested in doing something like this. So I, I was thinking about this, this actually, like, what does chaos become the other day? Um, you probably remember Abram from OX Splits on the dev team. He's leading that liquid split technology we talked about in episode two, which is the NFT tech we're using to ensure everybody gets paid. I think the term DAO is like wildly overused. A lot of the projects that kind of would, I think, identify as a DAO today are like really not autonomous at all, right? Like you remove the humans and like that thing is just going to like fall on its face because like that is what's keeping it going. And I think like that has to be inverted, right? And so like you actually need like this core thing to exist and then humans can modify it, but like it, it can exist without any human intervention and interaction. And I actually wonder if like chaos, what we're thinking about right now is like poised to be a true DAO in like the sense of the word in that like all of us were to cease to operate, think about chaos, like that would still exist indefinitely, right? And like, we would still be able to like receive the value that is coming in because of like the value flow that we like orchestrated. And I think that's like a pretty interesting idea that like what we do with chaos will, so long as Ethereum continues to exist, like outlive all of us, right? Like there's no taking it down. You can't delete these things, right? Um, and that's like a pretty cool uh, concept, in my opinion, that like y- you don't see very much of these days. Yeah, that's part of the beauty of this headless band chaos. Releasing this work, first using NFT technology. When we release the music and artwork, it's not dependent on some tech company like Spotify, Apple Music, or a label to exist in the world. It's not even on a platform. It's forever living on this collectively owned, managed, and governed protocol. It's funny too, because I've been so exhausted by like the music NFT 
thing, like the meme. <laughs> yeah. The, you know, like where I'm yeah. just like, God, like nobody is doing anything except for saying this shit over and over. I know. And That's Tyler Cordy talking with Mark Redito again about how music NFTs have not really had their crossover moment yet and how chaos could potentially play a bodacious role in that. And it's like funny and like, I, it's funny to be involved in, but then at the end of the day, it's just like, the thing hasn't happened where it's like, oh, like this proves that it can cross over and be powerful and important. And it's not just people saying music NFT over and over and trying to like will it into existence. And honestly, this type of project and this is something that i'm excited to then go out in the world and like talk to people about because it is a tangible thing that's not just like you know it's not just saying music nft it's like (laughs) this is what we did and this is how it ran and you know that makes a lot more sense to me it's something that a lot of folks in the chaos network feel super excited to be a part of The energy in our Chaos Weekly calls gives so much life to every single person who's listening on that call. Here's Darby Trash, one of the immaculate life givers on the Chaos Weekly call and on the music teams, sharing a similar sentiment. Since all this shit's so new, we're like in real time contributing in like historic events right and Mm -hmm. so it's going to be really crazy to like look back and we're setting up a model for something that may become like a pretty common practice this style of kind of like releasing music which that would be really interesting to see like more decentralized collective collaborative musical projects just kind of like spawning from like this as a model super fucking trippy to think about as we move from having made this thing to sharing it with the world it brings up familiar feelings for artists who are used to putting out art into the world beautiful it's it's unlimited like the possibilities Mm. i i love it i'm like i'm like that's what i live for this is jen morell an artist and vocalist in chaos but saying when you release a song like i just released a song two weeks ago and Mm. it's like i give birth you see it just like, you know, like a toddler into like walking and eventually running, you know? I mean, I, I feel like it definitely has a lot of potential. I feel like we're very, very new into the Web3 world and the music, NFT music. I feel like we are ahead and what's to come is exciting. What's to come is going to change our lives forever. I think it's going to be big. It's going to be big. Couldn't have said it any better ourselves. Chaos, the headless band, is being introduced into the world, and we are going from entropy to rebirth. And as we grow and share more and more, things are going to change. We have a plan for what's going to happen next, but we really don't know how this story is going to end, or if it ever ends. And Queen... We're about to find out on Friday, June 3rd at exactly 5.23 p.m. EST, we'll be birthing these 21,000 unique pieces of art and music to the world. But you know, we're the headless band chaos, so this isn't your regular mint day. Here's Matt on a campwide call with some news. Now we're going to tell everyone what June 3 is. Yes, it's mint day, release day, launch day, whatever you want to call it, but we are calling it something else and we're going to share with the world right now. I'm so honored to tell you guys about Chaos Festival. Chaos Festival, y'all. 
Chaos Festival is going down 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on the Chaos stage in our very own Song Camp Discord. When festival, now you know. That's right. A jam-packed evening of entertainment, celebration, music, art, special guests. I even heard that Eris herself might make an appearance. We're planning some very special surprises, and I hope to see you there. If you want to follow along in real time, definitely check out at headless underscore chaos on Twitter or our website, www.chaos.build. Will the chaos drop sell out? Will we find a way to bridge a gap between Web 3 to Web 2 for the music release? How will it feel to be done with this massive project? Don't worry, we got you. We'll be back in a few weeks with a recap of what went down on release day and beyond. This episode was brought to you by Songcamp, an heiress, goddess of discord and chaos, crypto boy history, the vid brain, holdback solutions, chaos festival jitters, portal to evolution, and great web3 fun. This episode was executive produced and edited by Levi Downey, co-produced, co-edited, and narrated by Yada Blooms and Losa, production and story help from Julie Quack, Francis Miller, Young Spielberg, Will Jurgens, Rosalie, and Jack in the Way, Theme music by Josh Libby, mastered by Connor Dalton. Special thanks to Matthew Chain, portal opener of Song Camp. And listeners like you! Thanks for listening all the way to the end. A little alpha for you. <laughs> the Chaos Festival on June 3rd is totally open and free for anyone to join. But if you're a holder of a top secret Chaos Festival ticket, then you'll be getting a little something extra, a backstage experience during Mint Day, and you'll be eligible to win one of 23 Chaos NFT packs we're giving away during the festival. So how do you get one of these tickets? Chaos Ticket is going to be an NFT, NFTs that will have be multiple editions and basically airdrop these NFTs to us, you to us, so that you have one you can give away to a friend and to neighboring communities. Say what? You heard that, right? We're airdropping these Chaos Tickets, baby. You get a ticket. You get a ticket. Oh, over there in the corner, you get a ticket too. Each camper will have the ability to gift a ticket to a friend and we'll be sending tickets to our neighboring communities too. Think Seed Club, FWB, Zora, etc. Keep your eyes peeled in the Song Camp Discord and the Headless Chaos Twitter for more details. And with that, my beloved friends... I'll see you at Chaos Festival, Friday, June 3rd, starting at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, and other times, other places, at the Chaos Stages on Song Camp's Discord. Be well, and keep it chaotic, baby.